Chapter Four of Living with Our Children by Clara D. Pearson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Laughter. At one of our great national conferences of social work, a well-known social worker asked the honest opinion of his companions at lunch as to whether they had ever heard him laugh. I was shocked recently, he said, to overhear my children discussing whether I ever laughed. They decided that. I did not. I asked my wife and the staff in my office the next day, and none of them could remember my laughing, although they admitted having seen me smile several times. It has become a serious question with me, for if the sorrows and anxieties of my work have robbed me of my power to laugh, so that to my wife and children I am a constantly grave presence, I must in some way achieve a change. That man had the right idea, and it might be elaborated much more than was then done, for his wife, children, and co-workers were not the only losers in his gravity. He himself was also impoverished. Laughter is a most invaluable element in life. It is to our drab days what a ray of sunshine is, bursting through the clouds of dreary March weather. It, like courtesy, is a lubricant making the domestic machinery run more smoothly it lessens the tension of overwork and nervous strain it beguiles the weary it may be made an agent of reform for many a small wrong can be laughed out of existence when heavier methods would fail it is a basis of friendship a healer of breaches you cannot hate a man wholeheartedly after you have laughed with him you know don't you remember how, in his Valima letters, Stevenson tells of finding himself while at a native dance vis-à-vis -vis to a certain Samoan official whom he despised, and whom he had been trying to have removed, and how the absurdity of the surroundings struck them at the same moment, so that their eyes met in mutual amusement, and after that they danced and capered for each other all evening fortunately no normal child needs to be taught how to laugh he knows far better than his seniors life has not yet turned down the corners of his mouth often enough to incline them to stay down he will laugh whether we do or not he will laugh over things that are funny over things which he thinks are funny and over things which are not funny at all save that they happen in a place where gravity is expected as when a bird flies in through the window of a hushed and solemn church he will laugh anyhow you see the question is whether his companionship of laughter is to include his parents or be limited to his playmates and a discerning teacher or two that is for us to decide of course it may cost us some of our fictitious dignity but that is a negligible loss real dignity is the result of character and cannot be lost unless the character itself is debased anyone whose esteem is worth possessing recognizes this fact romps and frolics are as good for the tired business man as for his six-year-old jokes of the absurd childish grotesque kind are wholesome for the busy homemaker and for her small daughter alike so long as they are always kind jokes. 
there are too many people whose original jokes are always either unkind or untrue it is well to teach our children while they are still small that the misfortunes of others especially their physical or mental defects should never be made the subject of ridicule and that practical jokes which cause annoyance are always wrong there are plenty of other things to laugh about many of our newspaper cartoons are most objectionable in the way of making misfortunes a subject of jest or in treating flippantly a matter which is most grave like the evasion of the law but other cartoons are fine and wholesome good for the family to enjoy together around father's armchair and then there are the little quips and turns by which unpleasantness is changed to laughter like deciding which of the two little brothers shall have the first chance at a new plaything by ordaining that the one who can stand the longer on one foot shall be so favoured even when the participants begin the contest frowningly if they are standing face to face the funny contortions of each are sure to make the other grin and after that happens the possession of the plaything does not seem to matter so much in fact it is sometimes forgotten altogether in the fun of trying it over again nonsense of course but forestalling a quarrel is something more than nonsense and so is the companionship of laughter which usually includes a parent who is stealing a minute from work to umpire the contest this sort of thing takes much less time than settling out and out disputes and punishing one or more participants moreover it keeps us grown-ups young and approachable we gain while giving in our frolics as well as in our philanthropies let us laugh with our children End of chapter four